fade in opening titles with the sound effect of an L train going by. Cue the music. External shot. A commercial airplane flying against a sunrise against a south side Chicago skyline. Cuts to a Gordon Parks inspired montage of black and white moving clips of the Chicago downtown skyline, then cutting to local neighborhood shots with people walking, hugging their children, and a side angle of an older black male. Also a direct shot onto a young teen as she laughs, and then cuts to a young black girl riding her bike in the park, riding past a black couple kissing. The voice of the actress, Lisa Nicole Carson, can be heard saying, Nina, Nina. Our special guest on today, some of you may recognize her from her recent role as Ruth Scott on the hit CW series, All American. Others like myself go back, way back, to one of our guests' rememberable role in the 1997 classic romance-slash-struggle-love film, Love Jones. We are blessed to have this actress, writer, and director, Miss Bernadette Speaks. I'm Valerie Johnson, and this is Interludes. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production. We would like to thank our local title sponsor for supporting Interludes A1 Pestmasters. This episode is brought to you by our national sponsor, Montevia Coffee and Tea. And now, all the way live from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Valerie Johnson. Okay, so funny story, when I met my husband, um, his ex-girlfriend went to Hampton and she is the reason we met. So he thought he was gonna move to California to date her, but she ended up introducing us, right? So the first thing he says to me is, he goes, oh, so you was in Soul Food? And I was like, ooh, 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 ooh. I was like, uh, no. <laughs> he was like, yes, you were. I was like, no, I wasn't. He was like, okay, whatever. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> I said, okay. All right. Well, it was really nice to meet you. He goes, well, wait a second. Well, what movie were you in? And I said, uh, it, I was in this movie called Love Jones. And he goes, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's what I meant. That's not what you said. <laughs> How did y'all end up married? He must have did something. Yeah. Spectacular. I'm just saying, the compatibility don't always happen at the beginning. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there's hope. Okay. <laughs> to this day, he says, I didn't say that. I said, yes, you did. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I know you would know. <laughs> you would know the <laughs> I think we go jump right into this because this is, this is fun. <laughs> I don't even know how to transition, but we just oh, jump right food. into it. Soul food. Yeah, that's a, that's an even though it was shot. In Chicago, in Chicago. That, yeah. Yeah, but who would you have been? I don't know. Would I you don't... have been well, the you know what? I, I ended up watching, 
I auditioned for um what, what part did I audition for? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I I auditioned for the um was she the cousin or the younger sister? She was kind of That's fat. That's what I said. That's you, what I said. Would you have been the cousin? Yeah, I would have been the. Cousin. Oh my. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a very different role. Yeah, it was very, very yeah. It wasn't meant for me to have so. <laughs> My goodness, she she was the she 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 was the the family breaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Put away from homegirl to homewrecker. Yes, she's she's been in so much other stuff, cop related and other stuff. Homegirl to homewrecker. Yeah, she didn't. I hopefully she didn't get uh, typecast because unfortunately when um when you whatever your first roles are you unfortunately get typecast in that in that role and, and it's well, hard to time. yeah especially as uh as people of color mm-hmm. you get typecast really like the array of things that you're you want to do so that people can see your range and they don't pigeonhole you or you can only do this or you can only do that and that's why like i love regina king she's like the epitome of somebody that really has taken time to pick and choose the things that she's wanted to be in because she knew coming out of 227 that break that mold completely so people wouldn't think oh she can't do film she was in 227 you know mm-hmm. and so she did poetic justice and like totally came out the gate 180 degrees completely yeah. different and then just took off from there to say hey i have a wide range i am a versatile actor you know and i was also way young when i did that show you know what i mean so you just have to you know, be mindful about your brand and what you want to represent and how you want to do it. Multi-dimensional. I'm a lazy and unexpected sound. The sweetest thing I've ever known. And luckily I'm married to a magnificent man who is also a filmmaker and has a film academy. He's a teacher. So he teaches filmmaking. Wow. So he's always my go-to um, with projects. And it's just been wonderful to to stretch myself and take on challenges in areas and c- continue to grow. And like, so I did one short that did fairly well in festivals. And now I'm in post for my directorial debut, which is a horror short, which I'm so stoked about. And I've been commissioned to do two features. So I'm just like... And, awesome. And, yeah, okay. It's been it's been amazing. And then I'm in I'm I'm also creating this passion project of my own, which is very very like artsy. They call it artsy. It doesn't kind of fit into any kind of genre. Yeah. Um, but it's very artsy. I've wanted to do it for a really long time, and that's gonna have my stamp like all over it. So if it sinks or swims, is my you know I'm all mm-hmm. over that. So, but I think it will actually go very well if I have because I love collaboration, right? So I don't have to specialize in anything. I can just hire people to do that. Right. <laughs> you know, and then we jump on board. We're in the middle of this. Bernadette Speaks, I just wanted to let you all know who you're listening to. Very talented actress, writer, director, and myself and executive producer Michael Womble brought her on to interludes just to find out what she's been doing. and. I'm just excited. Michael's excited to be talking to someone who has been in this industry for 
a while and knows and is and know, has, has navigated how to you know still be relevant and how, how has that journey been from the beginning to now oh it's been um it's been hard I'm not even gonna lie mm. it's been hard I think I'm like right now I'm watching the Olympics and I and yeah I might get a little emotional just because I'm just so proud of of women right now yes, <laughs> like, yes. Like, yes. we're just like dope you know <laughs> like, mm -hmm. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. my sisters we are just like lighting it up lighting it up on the wrestling match well, you know i'm super proud of simone biles mm -hmm. you know i'm super proud of the um of the track the women who are running track and yes. you know i'm just uh and i think when i hear their stories i go it didn't happen overnight and man no. you work really hard for a chance it's yeah. not guaranteed you're even going to medal, but it's just the chance, right? Mm -hmm. To be on this stage. And I think that is what I've, I've realized in this, in this journey. Like, it's not a competition, even though um, the industry will make it seem like it's a competition. And I've heard that several times as an actor, there are people competing against you that are gonna do blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then you kind of go, I, how can somebody compete with my essence when I'm the only one that has it? You know what I mean? Like, Man. you know what mm. I'm saying? So like, all I have to do is know that I know how to do my craft, um, know where to channel my emotions. Even if I'm nervous, channel that. Don't try to get rid of it, but channel it mm. and put it into what I'm doing. Ground myself, which, you know, has required a lot of meditation for me as opposed to when I was younger. And, um, and be okay with not being okay, with stepping away from the in industry for a minute mm -hmm. to go, if I can't have fun and if I can't um, be in a creative mindset, then why am I doing this? I'm a, I'm a fan of All-American and the recent season, all of the season popped up on Netflix. And I did the same thing. I did a double take uh, when I saw your episode. You had, yeah, I think you were on three, uh, three or four episodes, and I really, I love the writing on that show, and I was just thinking, I'm like, is she gonna come back? So, how was your experience working with All American, and and I, I, have, I have a crush on Tay Diggs, that's, that goes back decades, but just, just tell me. Rant, he was rant. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Michael. Worries, <laughs> no worries. Um, it, it was amazing. It was awesome. It really was. Um, I was so grateful to get that character of Ruth Scott. Yeah. I love her. Mm -hmm. um, she is um, a fierce mama bear, mm -hmm. you know, as we see. Uh, and she will do whatever she needs to do. Mm. As we mm. saw. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds familiar. It sounds very you know? familiar. You know? Yes. And so it, it, it was just um, Ketchy, who is the showrunner, she's she's a guiding light you know she cares about every aspect of it you know that you're walking into a family situation um each director i felt blessed to work with either because they trusted me in the choices that i made or um there was a, a personal connection with rob um hardy because he went to school with my sister oh. and so we got, oh, to, we okay. got to just vibe off of that because he went to famu mm -hmm. and so did my sister and they were actually really close friends and so you know my sister has recently died in the last two years so it was just really like i felt like mm -hmm. 
it, it immediately bonded us because of that. Right. And then, um, then in, in season two, to get uh, that storyline where the 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 complete storyline is really about my character and how what I go through with Coop. Yeah. Um, man, it I had the best director like and that's what you want as an actor like to have an actor's director to make sure like the through line is there you know you're not giving anything away too soon you're building emotionally like you're supposed to be and and i was totally set up for success and you know you do good work like when you go back and, and it airs and you actually see all your scenes yeah <laughs> like, all together <laughs> you know and even in um and season one the way that they ended episode nine, that wasn't the ending, the original ending, but I love the fact that they ended it on that because the, oh. the, the situation between Coop and I wasn't in the script necessarily. It was just something that we just innately, you know, she just innately put her arm around me and I, you know what I mean? It was just, we're in that space. Wow. This right. just happens, you know, and then you, the, you, you don't even know it, but you're giving the editor something to work with that's even yeah. stronger than what's written on the paper. You know what I mean? And so I, yeah, I love the show. I'm a big fan. I completely support everybody on the show and you know, preferably they'll get me out of jail. <laughs> I know. Cause you, I was so, so like, no, she going to jail. Well, they got they to they talk to her again. They got to, they got to, Cooper's about to get, um, I know. Well, wait till you see it. The, the season three and the way that they, they carry that whole storyline through and how they ended. So ooh, we're in for a doozy. For we're, we're on for, four, a, so. yeah. And I'm, yeah. I'm, ho I'm hoping, I think it got renewed for another season. Yeah, it did. I, it got renewed for season four. So yeah. So I'm yeah. very excited. And that's her specialty. Things. She loves that young adult um, storytelling, like okay. Gilmore Girls and, mm -hmm. you know, One Tree Hill and, you know, those shows that, that were out there and yeah. being able to create that for, um, we, we, we watched those shows. Yes. Okay. Just cause we were in American the shows, we watched right. it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Now you have All American and now you have All American Homecoming where they're on an HBCU campus, you know, it's great. Yeah. Stuff. So yeah, a and blast. In March of this year, I recently heard about the passing of Pillar McCurry, who was she served as a musical director on a lot of movies, including Love Jones. And I, I have to say, hands down, Michael Love Jones, like the best soundtrack I've ever, yeah. whatever. I, I read that there was a lot of Prince being played on the set. First, is that true? And <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? It probably was true, to be honest. Mm -hmm. uh, but there was so much joking around and laughing on the set too. That's what I remember most. Okay. <laughs> because all my scenes were with the guys, and so mm -hmm. that's what we were doing. Majority of the time was laughing and joking around. So you scared? Scared of what? God. I know Jesus. <laughs> God is a woman, honey. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Then. No, 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 hold up, hold up. God is one. Look, dude. <laughs> a male God would never allow a creature made in his own image to get jammed up like that. Uh, wait, excuse me. But why are you trying to impress your date? Please. <laughs> I recently saw the interview that was done um, that Barry Jenkins conducted, and he, and uh, he yeah. talked. To, yeah, and he, and he talked about that you had to audition four times. Yeah, I, yeah. I find that ridiculous. Uh, no, it's not ridiculous if you knew Ted. 
make it so bad. Like I had already worked with Ted. So I was like, really, dude? Okay. Really? Wow. Yeah, I had already worked with him. We we okay. that's how I met him. We um I I got uh hired to do a master's thesis film mm-hmm. for a um a lady named Virginia Bailey. Mm-hmm. Wonderful woman. And Ted was this boot the boom guy. He was a sound dude. And so uh, everybody on the film, uh, the guys, right, were like talking about what they were going to do. And this one guy just could not stop talking. He was doing this. He was doing that. He was in meetings for this and that. And Ted would just be joking around, laughing, not talking about anything that he was up to, right? Just just having a good time and just mm-hmm. shooting it back. And then a couple months later, after that film is over, I get a call to go in for this film called Love Jones. And he and Jeremiah Samuels, which is like the one and only time I've ever been in an audition where the the line producer is in the initial audition. Um, and mm. I come in and I'm like, what? And I give him a huge hug. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, what's, oh my God. I was like, you think you're so slick, man. You have got a three picture deal with, you know, New Line mm-hmm. Cinema, you ain't say nothing to nobody. And he just started laughing and did that audition and, <laughs> I can't even remember what I did, to be perfectly honest. Like, the first audition, I don't even remember what I... I think, oh, yeah, I read for uh, Lisa Nicole Carson's character. Okay. The first audition. And then in the second audition, um, I got called back, and it was only improv. And then then the improv I did was for Isaiah Washington's wife. That was the kind of improv we did, right? Mm -hmm. And I left that. And then I got called back in um, for... Uh, no, no, they called to say, would I be willing to uh, cut my hair? Because, you know, you're doing this black film mm-hmm. and you've got girls that kind of got to look all different, right? And so mm-hmm. at the time, my hair was long, you know, and uh, I was like, no. I, and I was just like, wait, you want me to cut my hair? You ain't even give me the job? No, right? <laughs> no. So my agent was like, I'm not going to do it. And I was like, I'm not cutting my hair. You know, this is when naive, when you're not naive and you're doing, when you're just like, I don't care who that is. I ain't cut my hair. They ain't give me no job. You know? So I said, I said, just tell them I'm going to have braids because I was getting ready to go. Uh, I was doing a job at Steppenwolf. So I was going to, it was an African play. I was going to have braids. Okay. And so then they called me back and they were like, well, can you do an African dance? I, we need you to come in for this. You got to do an African dance. And I was like, they want me to do a what? Oh, wow. Was like, they want you to do an African dance. So, you know, at the time I was dancing with an African company um, and uh, I, got with a fr- I got with a friend of mine and we choreographed a, re- a minute routine. And, you know, back in the day, you got the boom box with the cassette tape. Mm-hmm. So I come into the audition. I have African pants on, no makeup, hair pulled up in a ponytail, no shoes on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I look, I, I just look back and I'm like, see, this is when you know, like, you're just like, I don't care. Um, uh, you know, and, uh, but the reason being like, I almost didn't make it to the audition because of my closest friend, my daughter's godfather was dying of AIDS and I thought he wasn't going to make it. Okay. And so I, I, I didn't want to go. And he was just like, no, you're going to go and I'm going to hold on. And I was crying and he was just like, you have to go. And I, his mom got on the phone and she was just like, Bernadette, he really needs you to go. He won't, he won't see you if you don't go. 
And so I was like, okay. And I think that's why I walked in that way. Cause I was just so done. I was just like, okay, whatever, you know? Cause I really wanted to get to him. I go in and do my thing. And uh, Ted <laughs> starts laughing and he goes, I knew you'd come in here, you know, with fire. And I was just like, well, what do you expect? Did you ask me to come in and do an African dance? I'm not gonna wing that, you know? And I came in with the boom box and the cassette. <laughs> Yeah, the whole visual. The whole visual, right? I was like, okay, hold on, you guys. I'm going to put the cassette tape in and then I'll do it for I mean, I was just like talking like I. <laughs> and then after that, I read for Sheila, which was mm -hmm. the, 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 that, the scene, the, the script was pretty much kind of done, mm -hmm. but my character was not done at all. Mm -hmm. And so that was, so the record store scene was the scene that I auditioned for after I did the dance. And it was just really cool because the direction is, hey, you know those girls at Whitney Young, this is a situation, you know. And if, if you're not from Chicago, you don't you don't know which, what which we are, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're like Whitney yeah. Young, what does that mean? You know, but you totally That's get what direction. he's saying. You know, he was like, Yeah, so this is like he, he you at Whitney Young, this is what's going on, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, Oh, I bet. You know, my sister was at Whitney Young and he was totally describing her. So I was like, I'm just gonna channel my sister. <laughs> and, and, you know, and so I did it and then that was it. And I left and then I found out like that the next day that I booked the job, you know, and I'm not even thinking about like all the other people that are auditioning. I'm not thinking about the fact that he went to New York and he went to LA to audition. I'm not thinking about none of that. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just like, you're thinking you know. about all the hoops he had you go through for yeah. your role. Well, yeah. Well, okay, so in retrospect now, you know that that couldn't have been some actress from New York. You don't tell an actress from New York, you know, be like one of those Whitney Young girls. Like, like those what? Yeah, they're not going to know that. What are you talking about? Mm -mm. What are you, Boys and girls high school, but not Whitney Young. That, that's going to go right <laughs> over no their head. You had no idea what that meant, you know? Right. Right. But but I right. think anybody from Chicago knows exactly what that means. Absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm from the far south side, so that would have been those Seton girls. I know exactly yep, yep, what yep. that is. I'm CBS. <laughs> I'm CBS. Excuse me. 89. So I was 89. Ow. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly what that is. Yeah, but that's cool, right? When you get direction and, and you, you two know because everybody else in the room wasn't from Chicago. I am and Ted is. And so the, the direction he's giving me, he and I know because I know what he's talking about. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It, that it, makes it, me think that, that I'm almost convinced now that was your part. I think me so. Too. I just think it was just, res it was just written. I mean, think for about you. It. it was written for me, even though it wasn't even written, you know? Exactly. You know what I mean? And, and it was just, and you don't know, like, you hope in your career that you do things that resonate over time, right? Yeah. You you hope that you don't choose things that you look back and you go, I, that was only about the money right there. I don't, you know, I, <laughs> let's not talk about that, okay. you know, but just to be able to have that be like my first feature film and it, you know, and even it didn't stay in theaters that long. Yeah, we know? heard. Um, yeah. It did not stay in theaters that long at all. Oh, but oh, but wasn't my the fault. Soundtrack, hey, though, wasn't my fault. All, no, I went. I went a couple times. Okay, yeah, me too. I went a couple times. But I times, think it was okay? just during a time where, where you didn't 
you know, it was in the it was in the nineties. So like like black black films like that. It was almost before its time because I think people didn't know what to do with it. We did, but as far as like it wasn't it wasn't promoted, you know, a, a greatly, you know, and it still did real well. They made their money back, but it was after it left the theater that all of a sudden it was like being rented at Blockbuster. It was just like being bought. And that's where like, bought, it just, it just definitely. you know, it just went to the stratosphere. And then you have this next generations of, of people, you know, talking about Love Jones as if we just made it, you yeah, know? My daughter's cool. friends love that movie, you know? And when I meet people who are not black that love that movie, then I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. And you have met them, and you have Yes, them. right, and I'm just like, I, there's one white girl, she's like, that is my favorite movie. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> and I was like, wow, okay. You know, where you feel like, wow, it. I, it really is special and it's timeless. And, you know, to be able to be a part of that, I'm so incredibly grateful for. And I know people wanted to, it's not gonna happen, <laughs> but just the fact that people wanted to, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's just a beautiful thing. It's just really a beautiful thing. And Ted wrote a masterpiece, a cult classic for us that's mm -hmm. timeless. I mean, if you look at it, you can't even tell it's in the 90s, really. No. Cole yeah. Carson's hair is all curly. People wear that now. Like, you know, it just kind of, it, it looks like a moving picture book that you could just continue to look over and over. And the music, it okay. still resonates because that mm -hmm. neo soul with the mixing of the jazz and the, mm -hmm. you know the spoken word which is resonating again with her and all these other artists you know mm -hmm. it's just timeless so it's so awesome wow. yeah Mike, michael did you did you have any no no i i mean i it, it is timeless mm -hmm. to bring in all these new audiences continuously which i think it does but for someone like me and possibly for like valerie there's some aspects to it that is just that moment it captured a moment in time mm -hmm. and even even one of your scenes with the um because we're talking about checks okay we're talking about a check yeah i don't know how you rewrite that for today well her phone number's on that check let me get that check. I mean, oh, he'd be in jail today. Like yeah, exactly. well, but, yeah, but exactly. Even, but but even now, I mean, who writes a check? Right, right, what is, right. What is a check? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like there's certain aspects of it that are, you know, if we had cell phones, what the differences that that, that story would take on. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it it is of its particular time, the whole height of spoken word, that first wave of spoken word. Mm -hmm. You know, Jill Scott comes after that. She came out of spoken word. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, it's just just this moment mm -hmm. that I think is just uh, it was it was beautiful in that way, and I always wanted to see more of it, and I didn't see more of it for a long time, and I I, I felt like I felt sad about that, you know, that there wasn't 
so, somebody didn't see that and say, well, they made that. I'm going to make something like this or I'm going to do something like this. There were attempts now. I'm, I'm going to put it out there. There have been some attempts. And yeah, most always... definitely. But it's definitely different. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely. But I, I, I really feel like it, that's because, you know, when you don't have a big budget, you yeah. really rely on creativity. And I think the fact that it's that moving picture book, right? You, it's in black and white and you feel the the essence of our town and our city mm-hmm. and the beauty yes. of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you get to see Chicago from a different perspective than maybe if you watch The Shy. That's a different, you know, these are two different sides of the mm-hmm. coin of the same city, right? Mm-hmm. But Love Jones shows the beauty and the art and the culture and the vibe and the you know just everything even in the lighting of buckingham fountain you know when they yeah. when they're walking in the, you know what i mean it's just yeah when they're on the motorcycle right and they're riding yeah. on the on the on um Lakeshore Lakeshore drive, drive. Yeah. you know it's just it's just beautiful and i think you know that's what makes it different and, and I do believe that more movies can be made that way, you know? And I hope that more up and coming uh, filmmakers want to make that movie, want to make art. And I think that's what Ted did. Like he wrote a really great script, but he also made art. Like he was hands-on with everything, with picking the music. They stayed up all night going through records. Oh, I like this one, what about this? I like that. Oh, I, you know, like mm-hmm. literally like picking, the music um well, and so well, his hand is stamped on the entire film well th- th- that was one of the things that valerie was making reference to there was a 2017 article that said that there's a scene in the movie that was originally cut with a print sound in it and he couldn't get the clearance so they had to replace it prince later found out and he's like oh man you know I, I guess in, in fact, like he would have given the clearance, the fact that on musicology, he has a song that makes a reference to Love Jones. So obviously there was, you know, a, a, a kinship. And, and of course the Prince joke in the movie is just, you know, that's just, that's still a timeless joke. Anybody knows the Prince's, you know, proliferation of being able to put out a CD of music <laughs> every, every, every week. Yeah, every week. <laughs> I mean, that's... Definitely back then, boy. Actually, <laughs> back then, you know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, now, now we know why, but you know, then it's like, wow. Amazing. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, oh man, that would have been dope. But, but yeah, and we he would play stuff like he would play it for us so that we could be in the groove. Like when we were mm-hmm. in the club scene, um, they were really doing their spoken word. And they, oh man, off camera, they were like, oh, it was just beautiful. It was just like he really wanted the vibe to be the vibe you know, mm-hmm. where he turned on the camera. So a lot of our stuff was improv and he would fuss at us about, could you just say the same line before you go into the lines? Cause we'd always change it. Cause if we, we would be doing something else. Look, I'm working with Bill Bellamy, Lorenz, <laughs> me, Leonard, <laughs> Isaiah. And it's no telling what what's gonna come out of somebody's mouth, right? <laughs> and and uh, and my mom, I remember my mom going, you said the N word. I was like, yeah, it just came out. And he kept it. What do you want me to do? Like, <laughs> when I was like, nigga, please. You know, because like, because it was, it was just, it just can't, you know, like it was just, that's Sheila. She would be like, stop it, you know? And so but he just created that atmosphere where you just felt like this is, this is not work. It did not once 
feel like work. Not oh, one wow. time, <laughs> you know, at all. And he would just turn the camera on to get the vibe and then go into, so that's why it feels so real. You know, like when, when, when she's doing her spoken word or he's doing his spoken word or, you know, you see, you hear the drums and the, yeah, it's like you get creative. It's almost like you're more creative and you create more art with less money yeah. than when you have a lot of money mm, because then yeah. you don't really have to, you know? Mm. And I think that's why it's so beautiful. And maybe that's why other films, I, I mean, I can't speak. I don't know. I'm sure that every filmmaker sure. feels like they're creating art, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, you can't really compare Love Jones to other things. And that's why I think people are yearning for it too, because they want other movies that resonate us. Mm -hmm. They want that art, that that authenticity, that mm -hmm. texture, you know, the way that that yeah. movie was. So. This is part one of our two-part conversation with actress and director Bernadette Speaks. To catch Bernadette in action on the CW's All-American and the classic film Love Jones, they are both currently streaming on Netflix. Next time on Interludes. I have decided to follow Jesus and I have this as my standard to help me remain focused in that decision. But for those people who want to try it out before they get married, if you're proclaiming to be a Christian, then that goes against God's standard. We welcome back recording artist and first time author of the book, 40 Years of Version, Why the Wait? Malika Miller on the next Interludes. Interludes, original concept by Valerie Johnson, written by Michael Womble, produced by Valerie Johnson and Michael Womble, original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production, brought to you by our national sponsor, Montevilla, the natural weight loss coffee and tea brewed with MTC oil and Ramon seeds. For more information and to purchase Montevilla coffee and tea, please visit linktr.ee forward slash Pure Light Media. Our local title sponsor, A1 Pest Masters, for all your exterminating and pest control needs, call A1 Pest Masters at area code 773-365-9962 or visit their website at a1pestmasters.com. When you book your appointment with A1 Pest Masters, tell them that you heard it first on the podcast called Interludes. To subscribe to our YouTube channel or join our Interludes Facebook group, visit the website linktr.ee forward slash Pure Light Media. Mm -hmm.